you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Under center, drops back, lobs one, front left pylon, it is caught, Garrett Wilson, that's a Jet touchdown, Aaron Rodgers slips a magical throw to Garrett Wilson, and the Jets are on the board. Indeed, he did make his Jets debut. That was Aaron Rodgers. We're going to break that one down in just a little bit. A lot to get to, which feels great Mm -hmm. on a Monday morning. Welcome inside Good Morning Football. Live in New York City, it's August 28th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Band is back together. Hello. Uh, Final week of the preseason. Peter, it it has a bow on it. Did you find answers that you were in search of this weekend? It was great seeing a lot of these guys trying to fight for roster spots. And it was great seeing some of the starters out Mm -hmm. there, including Aaron Rodgers, who we opened the show with. But uh, it was cool last night. I don't think you're going to see much Houston Texans in primetime. I think mm-hmm. the entire country was watching the Texans and C.J. Stroud. So, yeah, it was it was a great final week. Usually there's a fourth week. I think everyone's happy with them just having it. Wait, wait, about 10 days until Lions, yeah. Chiefs? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sounds tasty. Like week zero, yeah. right? Let's go. I'm in. Week zero. A lot of news to get to. A lot of movement also yeah, uh, team to team over the weekend. But first, Kyle, time for the lead block. Let's go for the lead block. One of these classic Texans-Saints matchups. You always hear about when you're a kid. Saints lose the game if you care, but they looked good. This the Stroud looks good, and after the game, the new head coach D'Amico Ryan's officially named C.J. Stroud the Week One starter for the Houston Texans. Are all they did, and it was that was kind of the last egg we were waiting to uh, arrive in the proverbial basket, yeah. if yeah. you will, uh, before the NFL regular season. So now we know Stroud's the guy, Go, QB one for the Texans. Everything that went down last night, fun to watch, as Kyle said. Peter, what did you take away from it, though? It was fun. And, like, you know, you're seeing Jimmy Graham and you're seeing all these familiar faces. Then C.J. Stroud comes out and it feels like that was a C.J. Stroud we saw a play against Georgia in the college football playoffs last night. That's a bit of hyperbole Mm -hmm. considering he didn't put up the huge numbers. But he looked confident. He looked uh, competent. And this is a much better outing than he did against the Patriots last week. But Stroud's outing was one that's like, all right, He's obviously starting. Like, we're going to hear this from D'Amico Ryan after the game. And sure enough, D'Amico Ryan says, yes, he is our starter. Number two overall pick. Hit everything you could ask for. Right, Stroud set. And now you have all three of those first-round picks already announced as the starters. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of debating all summer about whether those guys would get the opportunity. Here we are, as always. Mm-hmm. Week one. They'll be mm-hmm. thrown out into the fire. Mm-hmm. Thrown out into the fire. And young guys love to talk about them. Rookies coming in, quarterbacks. But 
Let's talk about the old guy, Jimmy Graham out there. Jimmy got soul. This guy comes <laughs> up and it's like you said, Kyle, we haven't seen him play last year. They start the game off with a quick pass to about Jimmy it. Graham, the first play of the game. He gets up talking trash. It's just, I've been out of this game for a year. I'm ready to get back in. Was in California, had some things happen, seizure possibly disoriented. Then he shows up back on this field and it's just like we hear Greg Olson on the call and just yeah. like the Saints don't expect 2013 Jimmy Graham. They're just hoping to get a little bit out of them Jimmy's like the hell with that I'm gonna give you 2013 Jimmy Graham going up there making catches over top of people there was nothing the cornerback could do on that touchdown pass just straight boxes him out goes up and dunks the ball Jimmy Graham for me was fun to watch last night because it was a blast from the past of what this guy was doing for so long in the league in New Orleans and Green Bay and then comes back home to New Orleans and makes two really good catches in that game 36 years old and it was fun to have Olsen on the call because obviously a tight end like he was just absolutely loving he was giddy about it and it was contagious watching the game my favorite Texan, Damian Pierce. This guy it could be posed for a big, big, big season. And, of course, the quarterback is the headliner for Houston and everything. I don't know if Houston's going to have any headlines. But if they do, we have to give a, a warm thank you to a friend of the show, Aaron Andrews, yes. for involving Good Morning Football last night in the coverage on the sideline. Take a look. Thank you, Aaron. You know, I was talking to another vocal guy before this game, Mark Ingram, who's now with Fox. You know, he knows a little thing about running the ball. He was just saying, you are an absolute beast. We get it. You won angry runs. You got the gold scepter. What is your mindset when you are just running through guys? I don't have good intentions, especially in this year, because, you know, slow, slow emphasizing that. So now I got to be even angrier. So I got to find out what it means, you know, to be, be a little more mean. <laughs> Well, we feel bad for Kyle Brandt's voice uh, having to talk about your angry runs this year. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for looking out for us. This, What she's talking about, this is at NFL Honors. This is the, uh, the Academy Awards for football. And we did a whole category where we're like, who had the meanest, nastiest, filthiest run of the whole damn year? And that's Damian, a Houston Texan. The guys who had the worst team in the league, allegedly, and he got the scepter and is like, I'm angrier. He mentions his offensive coordinator. He says, slow. He says he's emphasizing it. We're going to finish runs. He had the scepter. He's like the nicest guy in the world, too. Like, angry on the Sweet. field. So nice off it. I have to tell you guys, I'm going to probably say this five times today. I had a fantasy draft last night, oh. and I got all kinds of takes after the draft. I had it last night in my 25-year league. Yeah. Damian Pierce, one of these guys, is just sitting around, sitting around. The rounds go by. Nobody's taking them. Everyone maybe sees that Houston next to his name. Mm -hmm. and says, ah, the Texans, yeah. they're not going to be that good. I don't know him. Just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. I think he's going to be a massive, massive centerpiece of the offense with the rookie quarterback. They're going to hand it to that hammer over and over again. He says he's even angrier this year. <laughs> if you're sitting there in your drafts this week, take him. I think he's a high-volume guy with a lot of touchdowns. I think he's a big part of the Texans. Did you take him? I did not. <laughs> I had a running back early. I had wide uh -huh. receiver needs. With some buildup. I, I, I know. Not. I, I you know like, what they said. No, I did. Pay it off, Kyle. Pay it off. Complicated thing. I had the number one overall pick. Okay. So I got my running back early, who I think plays in San Francisco. So, like, I, okay. I had gaps okay. to fill. I love okay. you, Damien. But like, so other, somebody else should just get him. Somebody not else, you. yeah. Good if you nice. have the number one pick. Well, in the meantime, as Aaron would say, drink your hot water with lemon. As Maybe I will. For angry runs. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't no. take them. It's so true. She also interviewed, Aaron did, uh, Will Anderson Jr. on the sideline during that game. Yeah. Young guy is a plenty, Jason. Let's head to the next young guy game that we saw over the Let's weekend. Let's get okay. to it. Bryce Young, another young guy looking to get into some preseason action. A fun out for him in this one finishes 7 of 12 73 yards and a touchdown the Lions were going to win this one 26 to 17. Yeah, Bryce Young after the game when he was asked uh, if whether or not he is ready for week one. 
yeah, and I think that comes from because of my my coaches, from my my teammates. Um, you know, just just giving me the confidence and pushing me really throughout practice, throughout um, again from rookie mini camp to this day. You know, we get after it and, and compete every day in practice, and you know that prepares you a lot. And then you know having these these games uh, under my belt now, it's it's great to be able to you know take that and then translate to playing against others. And again, obviously, I haven't played in a regular season game before, and it's going to present challenges that you know I haven't faced yet. But I'm excited for that. All right, so we saw Anthony Richardson kick off the final weekend of preseason last Thursday. We saw Bryce Young. We saw C.J. Stroud. All three first-round quarterbacks have gotten some good reps in this preseason. Peter, though, you have to name guy for best chance for success in mm. year one. It's like a yearbook photo. Best chance for sure. success. Best chance for success. So um, I was just raving about C.J. Stroud. Obviously, Anthony Richardson's got all the natural gifts. I'm going to go Bryce Young. Didn't have the same knockout preseason with a ton of highlights. We just saw those in the past nine. But I just look at the support system that he has. Mm. And you need a first overall pick there's a great expectation it means that that team took you over those other two guys but look at these offensive coaches that he's got Frank Reich is an offensive coach Thomas Brown comes from the Rams where he won a Super Bowl with Stafford Josh McCown has 18 years as a quarterback Deuce Staley we know is in the league as a player and as a coach in Philadelphia Pittsburgh and elsewhere Sean Jefferson Jason we've mentioned Sean Jefferson a ton a veteran coach the father of Van Jefferson and look at the bottom there Jim Caldwell I didn't even mention Andy Dalton's in his ear. And Andy Dalton is a, you know, 10-year starter in this league and a pro bowler many times over. So Bryce Long's going to come to the sideline, and he's going to have not only a brain trust, he's going to have basically Mensa on the sideline when it comes to being a quarterback. I think that helps immensely. I don't know if this offensive line's any good. We saw the first two games of the preseason. The Jets and the Giants both just absolutely swallowed Bryce Young Hall. But that's the preseason. I think the offensive line could pick it up, and I'd say when he comes to that sideline and Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this guy's going to have the best people in his ear, including that guy right there, Andy Dalton. I'm going to say number one overall pick, Bryce Young. Nothing crazy with that pick, even though I am a little concerned about him behind the offensive line. Peter, did you have a senior year yearbook superlative? I didn't win anything. Peter, that's surprising. Biggest flirt. You don't want anything to get Kyle, did you? No, I did not. We had like 8,000 kids in my high school, so um, not one of them landed on me. Um, Jamie, the way you asked me that, I feel like you did. Yeah. The class of 84, not hard to be voted most athletic amongst the uh, amongst okay. 42 girls. So. Awesome. 42 yeah. girls. 42, and you yeah. have the one most athletic. And here she is. We have a joke about this in the preseason about Bryce Young. You can't find a shot of him without Josh McCown. Mm-hmm. He's in every shot yeah. on the sideline, in practice, and not only like kind of distantly in the shot, he is in his ear, and I think that's a great thing. But I, I'm looking like, I actually think it's him too just because a lot of the reasons Peter just said we have three rookies now who are going to start week one Mm -hmm. and I started to think like is one of them going to pop like are we going to have a sensation here if you look over history it ain't pretty when you have number one overall pick quarterbacks who start week one how many of them have made the playoffs like scratched a wild card think of all it's not a lot and we got Elway up there Elway didn't even start the playoff game like he was out by then and luck is really the only guy who's done it it's very easy. I got crazy. the best guy in the draft. I could have any, I'm going to put him in and start him right away, and we're going to scratch and claw our way to nine wins and sneak in in a wild card. It hasn't happened. What so, a stat, Kyle. Pretty cool. So you would think, all Cam Newton must no, 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 no. You go down the list, it doesn't happen. So that doesn't mean that Bryce Young's not going to make the playoffs. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough job because only Luck and Elway have even been there. I still think he's the best. I'd love to see Richardson or Stroud in the playoffs, but either way, it's going to be tough. It really is. History says it's tough. No doubt about it. And the number one pick means you had the worst team that you're the roster that you're being kind of surrounded by. But I look at C.J. Stroud and I think. 
I go with him because yeah. of the weapons around him, the main one being a guy that you just mentioned earlier in this segment, and Damian Pierce. I think him being able to hand the ball off to him, and then Devin Singletary is the backup running back in Houston. Yeah. So him having those guys as safety outlets, and I think Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, I think those guys will be able to help him in his supporting cast. And you guys talked about... Bryce Young and behind his offensive line, you think about Larmy Tunsil, them going out and getting Shaq Mason, bring him over from the Buccaneers. I think for a young rookie quarterback, having the weapons around him and the protection that C.J. Stroud has, I think allows him to maybe take a step forward beyond the yeah. other two. And you look at a guy like Richardson and in Indy, without Jonathan Taylor there, I think that's what makes it tough to even put him in the What's conversation. The there, you need to have a guy like mm -hmm. that next to you, especially your rookie year, where you're still learning. Being able to just, hey, Damian Pierce, go run over a few people, I think mm -hmm. goes a long way. Mm -hmm. When I have to make a quick test of this or judgment call, I look quickly at the division that they're in. So the mm -hmm. fact that we get to see CJ and Anthony play yeah. twice yeah. this season is great. Bryce, I thought was going to go well, but the fact that Derek Carr has arrived in the division, I think, makes it really tough because you just want to do that comparison mm -hmm. immediately. But I like the fact that we'll see Stroud and Richardson mm -hmm. play each other twice. Kind of has a good no test for comparison. All right, here we go. Snoopy Bowl. MetLife, there he is. Oh. Plunging V-neck and a necklace, and we're spinning the football more on the fashion later. Rodgers is out there. He's playing, or as Salah calls him, the Big man is out there. Jets win if you care. Rodgers looked really sharp in limited action. Our guy DeVito in yeah, there. I tell you, I watched this whole I mean, game. Hey. My son thought this was a Super Bowl. He doesn't <laughs> get the difference between preseason and not. DeVito looked great. Well, from one Hall of Famer to another, we love DeVito. He's in the studio. <laughs> but Rodgers, with the plunging V in the necklace, had this to say after the game. Yeah, I had some butterflies for sure. I think that's that's always normal. First time I strap it on, it's, it's kind of the, the standard, whether I'm in year one playing San Diego Chargers or year 19 preseason number four. There's there's always uh, some butterflies when you step out there for the first time. But uh, I loosened up pretty good when I got the ovation when I took the field. That was a special moment uh, just to you know have that kind of support taking the field for that TV timeout. That was pretty special. Yeah, he pointed to his helmet, I guess, when he came in and like acknowledged the ah. fans when he uh, took the field. Uh, when he was a quarterback for he the gets Jets. It. That's yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He does get it. We've seen him get it all summer long. Guys, what do we think about what we saw out there Saturday night? Kyle had a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. it, it, it looked like Rodgers and Green Bay, like yeah. it, to, to the T. The touchdown to Garrett, it's just like, that's Devontae. I've seen that play a hundred times. It's Rodgers to number 17 with this pretty little spiral, and he throws it right over the corner. The reverse angle of it is beautiful. The one we showed the game angle, if you see from the end zone, this is just one step pass rush can't get to you perfect ball really good coverage doesn't matter and then 17 goes up and grabs it i think this is going to work and i want to be on record as it now in the preseason we've talked for six months it feels like is it going to flop are they can they protect him is it going to really take i think it's going to work really really well really well <laughs> and i'll tell you there's only one way of really going all in so fantasy draft last night i had the number one overall pick in a non-ppr league old-fashioned my guys from 25 years doing this league i take mccaffrey number one overall mm -hmm. all right you wait you wait you wait you wait it comes all the way back to you my second pick 24th overall it's a garrett wilson i took him that's my number yeah, one wide receiver great. when it came back for me the next time i took rogers nice. as my quarterback wow. and i got crushed you know, New York loser to me, media bias, all this stuff. I, a lot of like, oof, like what was that first bad pick of the draft? I didn't. I did the double dip. I mm. took Rodgers. I took Garrett Wilson. Uh, winning the Super Bowl? I don't know. Winning the East? I don't know. I think they're going to cook. I really, really do. I thought it before yesterday and seeing that one. It's not just the touchdown. It's coming out. It's two prior catches. Like, those guys have a chemistry. You saw them on Hard Knocks. Rodgers says, 
he's asked by Sanchez, I think, who was there visiting practice, what do you think of 17? He's like, special, special. He's like, gets out of his break so yeah. fast. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really big part of the season. I think it's going to be a big story. That throw was so impressive because his feet aren't even set. He's literally fading backwards and just a flick of the wrist. He's the unbelievably right good on the money. Yeah. He's incredibly good. <laughs> and what was fun to watch about that game was from a Giants defense perspective, Wink Martindale was He's dialing it up. The, dogs, the preseason always. and the first possession of the Talk game. About like, watching the game, I'm like, there's no safety back there. Like, they have everybody at the line of scrimmage, and they are coming after Aaron Rodgers. And that was fun to me to watch, not only from a Giants perspective, seeing Isaiah Simmons come in fresh off the plane, blitzing off the edge, but also from a New York Jets perspective, we've talked all preseason, not only about Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson, but it was just like, who's going to be protecting Aaron? Aaron Rodgers and how are they going to be able to hold up against this rush that's yep. going to be coming week in and week out. The Jets defense was unbelievable in that they game were. as well, but it was impressive to me because I'm like, all right, we know Aaron Rodgers is going to be cooking, but he's doing this against a defense coming at them in the preseason. You don't always plan for blitz zero where you're bringing more guys that it can rush, and we saw Rodgers have to scramble out, but it was fun seeing him being able to connect with his teammates. He wasn't going off on any, any of the offensive linemen. It got off to a fast start, and it's enough for us all to be excited. Giants Week one, play Buffalo no starters and just mm -hmm. send the dogs. Send the dogs. Mm -hmm. Let's see what you can do. Mm -hmm. Make him run for it. Yeah. Make him run for his life. Aaron Rodgers, whether or not you like it, you have to acknowledge he leads the league in like body language that we care about. And what I have appreciated most about him in the preseason when he was not playing, and then seeing him play on Saturday night was like. And I hate to insult his time, the back end of his time with the Packers this way, but he looks like he cares, mm -hmm. and I really mm -hmm. appreciate that about him because I had kind of forgotten. What what that looks like yeah. honestly when he would scramble the way he did before he threw that touchdown it was I think it was the series that ended on a, on a third down and he's getting knocked out of bounds and the guys are chasing him down we used to wait for the camera angle of him just <laughs> tipping his head back looking up at the sky you know shaking his head in dismay you didn't see any of that he got up he shrugged I get it it's a preseason but we had seen that for really three to four years in Green Bay frankly probably lined up when Jordan Love got drafted to see this catch, to see this pitching catch, it was beautiful, but I really enjoy seeing this person. It is a resurgence of Aaron Rodgers of yesteryear. And also Garrett Wilson, shout out for not showing his hands on that catch until mm. the very last second. Mm. I think that also made it very difficult, which means they've done it a lot. But I, body language cam, uh, appreciate what Aaron Rodgers is putting mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, and he's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things. Remember, this is a really young team. Aside from maybe C.J. Mosley and Randall Cobb, I'm looking on that roster, and it's guys in their early 20s. So you're talking mm -hmm. about Sauce and Garrett Wilson. Mm -hmm. and, and then you go like Brees Hall and Michael Carter. These are kids, and Rodgers is 39 years old. And maybe the most important kid on the team is the right tackle, Makai Beckton, and that he's going to be protecting Aaron Rodgers. And I thought Rodgers had really eloquent and beautiful things to say about Beckton, who the last two years has been MIA on the field. Here's what Rodgers said about Beckton, who was announced as a starting right tackle after the game. Remember, a former top 15 pick for the New York Jets. I told him I love him. He's come a long way. I'm really proud of him. As much as anybody on the team, the way that Makai has grown this month has been really spectacular. And I don't know if you guys get a chance to talk to him a whole lot, but I just feel like his head's in a really good spot. And he feels like he's a part of it. He's been playing well. I'm not sure, you know, what the film's going to show, but it felt like out there that he protected well. He's a mountain of a man. He leads us on the field. It's like, you know, old school battles where you send your biggest guy out first. And there's Makai, you know, leading us on the field. It's pretty cool. But uh, it is amazing to see when you empower people and when you encourage people and you wrap your arms around people, you see the personality start to come out. You see the confidence start to grow. And I think that's what we've tried to do with Makai and make him feel like he's a part of this and make him feel important. And he's returned that love and trust and support with a lot of really good play.
You really have to unpack it and know the Makai Becton story. Right. You know, his first seven games in the league, there might have been no better rookie performer out of the offensive tackle position in recent history. Overweight was the words. Lazy was the words. Felt it on social media. He would always respond on social media. There were T-shirts he made. There was, mm-hmm. there was attacks from Jets fans. And then when this offseason started, it was like, here's Rodgers, but who's protecting him? And people would say Makai Becton. People would, like, give a side eye and say, is Makai Becton really going to be ready? Mm-hmm. The fact that he is starting at right tackle and that Rodgers is speaking to him in such glowing terms, like I, I think that's a huge win for Jets fans. Again, August 28th, yeah. mm-hmm. let's see. And after week one, if Rodgers is sacked three times by <laughs> Boogie Basham and Greg Rousseau, then we'll maybe talk a different tune. But I think right now, that's a real big win to have that six foot seven monster be in a good place and for Rodgers to be protected by him and be all in his corner. And really, as you said, you want to empower him, and he's doing that. It's amazing. Even you look at Rodgers, it's almost like the Jets have empowered him. He comes over, you look at Randall Cobb come on, Alan Lazar coming, his guys are coming with him, and they're allowing him to be a part of that decision making. And we're seeing the love from Rodgers, similar to when Brady left to go to Tampa, mm-hmm. getting Antonio mm-hmm. Brown to come with Gronk, him. Just like yeah. you get Gronk, you get these quarterbacks right. out of Hall of Famers, and now you take them places where they're getting to make decisions. It seems like we're seeing different versions of them. Whoever produces the show really does it with irony sometimes. Coming up, Jordan Love impresses in his final preseason game, and we're also going to talk a little Trevor Lawrence. But look, I mean, you have to go from the Jets highlights. This should be a rule of Good Morning Football. Jets highlights, Packers highlights, they always have to be in the buddy system this year. Highlights are on the way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I've done this every year since 2018. Every August, I give you the 10 breakout players. Last year, Nick Bolton was my number two player. Had the biggest play in the Super Bowl. I like to pat myself on the back a little bit, but there are plenty of misses also. Trust me, we don't have the highlight reel of those. Um, Here's this year's, and they're not the common names. It's not just going to be, here's a guy who was a star last year and is going to be even better this year. It's names you might not be hearing. Let's start with number 10. Okay. And it's a receiver from a great rookie class last year who is ready to maybe eclipse the other guys in that group. I'm going Jahan Dotson, number 16 overall pick last season. Missed five weeks with an injury, so didn't get the same buzz as a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave. But I think Jahan Dotson joins those guys this year and has a breakout season. Dotson, fantastic when he was on the field. Led Washington in receiving touchdowns. Had two receiving touchdowns in his first game. And this year, we're already hearing that McLaurin's the one and Dotson might be the 1A. Eric Bieniemy's offense. There is going to be a lot that comes with it from Kansas City, but you do know this. They throw the rock, and Sam Howell will be tossing 
to this guy right here. Seven receiving touchdowns, as I said, was the most for Washington. He was also tied for first, and that was with missing five games with an injury. Jahan Dotson is healthy. He caught the game-tying touchdown pass against the Giants in that big game last year. I believe he's going to be in that same, same conversation as some of those other guys from the rookie class last year. That includes Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Jamison Williams and the rest. Number nine. Go on. Not a household name. Might be the first time you ever heard of him. Ooh. Tony Adams. Peter, who's Tony Adams? From the New York Jets. <laughs> Who is Tony Adams? Yeah. Undrafted out of Illinois. Wow. Last year, LaMarcus Joyner goes out with an injury. Two games left to go. Tony Adams comes in and is just hitting dudes, making plays all over the field. This year, we go into preseason in the training camp, and it's like, is Tony Adams going to make the team? Is he got a spot? Tony Adams has been so good. They didn't play Tony Adams in the first or second preseason weeks. <laughs> this is the most loaded defensive backfield the Jets have had since Revis and Cromartie. We know you've got DJ Reed. You know you've got Sauce Gardner. And you know you've got Michael Carter out there. You also have Tony Adams. Mm-hmm. No one has Tony Adams on any breakout list. Let me tell you something. They are so excited about Tony Adams in New York. Not only is he going to be the starter, they think he could be a breakout star this year for the Jets. Tony Adams. How do you top Tony Adams? I don't know. Another defensive back to another loaded defensive backfield. Let's go to Cincinnati where Cam Taylor Britt is getting that buzz. I think we're going to have a fun year this year in the NFL because... As sad as I am that Jalen Ramsey's not on the field and that Patrick Peterson's maybe not in his prime like he was three years ago, I think that number one corner job is wide open in the NFL this year. And Cam Taylor Britt might want to challenge Sauce Gardner Mm. to be in that conversation. This is the playoffs last year against Buffalo. Both he and Dax Hill are these two young guys in Lou Anarumo's defensive backfield, and they are getting a ton of buzz this summer. He didn't play this preseason. The Bengals don't play their starters in the preseason. You better believe he'll be there week one when they play Cleveland. Cam Taylor Britt comes out of Nebraska, second-year guy, young, and yet he is looked at in Cincinnati as the future. Both he and Dax Hill, first-round picks, guys that can get this thing done. And Cam Taylor Britt, Jason McCourty, I would love to hear your thoughts because he started picking it up as the season went on. And later in the year, against Buffalo, against Kansas City, he saved his best for last. Second-round pick out of Nebraska, started his final 12 games, including the playoffs, only 23 years old. Guys, 10, 9, and 8. Not household names necessarily. Maybe not the guys that we talk about on the show this much. But this is how we're starting the week. We'll be doing them all week until we get to number one. Jahan Dotson, Tony Adams, and Cam Taylor. Britt McCourty, I always go to you for defensive back talk. I know you've got some thoughts on one of these two. On both of them, uh, Charles Burks, the DB coach for Cincinnati. I remember talking to him last year about Cam Taylor. Britt, the main thing he said is, Cam absolutely loves football. He's positive every single day. And each and every practice they've gone out there, he's gotten better. Tony Adams with the Jets is unbelievable. Illinois, you look, think about the past two guys. years. All of, from Witherspoon to all of these guys. Kirby Joseph. Joseph. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> they had three DBs 
he's drafted this year from that team. So unbelievable Tony Adams out there ball. I remember talking to my brother, Whitehead, in that first game, Hall of Fame game, mm. talked about him. Tony Adams wasn't playing. He was like, believe me, he is balling in training camp. No need for him to be out there. Yeah, shout out Fighting Illini because then they had Tommy DeVito, a quarterback. Mm. What a team that was. Like, are we Illinois fans all of a sudden? I, I, people at home have to understand there's a lot of lists out there, a lot. <laughs> Peter puts all of his acumen and his insights and his contact and his insider information to this. He does not pull it out of his rear end. Peter, to that point, it's well established that you have a working relationship with Robert Sala. You know him. He likes you. He respects you. Robert Sala must love Tony Adams. Give us the insight. What's going on? Robert Sala loves Tony. <laughs> Why? <laughs> loves him because he's everywhere all over the field. He plays the game the right way. And at that age, undrafted to step up, he is a leader. They interviewed him during the Jets preseason game last week. They put him on the mic. Like they, they Otis yeah, Livingston was yeah. interviewing him on the sidelines. And I'm like, they're interviewing Tony Adams? Yeah. He's like, no, that's how we view him. Like, yeah. he's getting the in-game interview, Tony Adams. And he was fantastic. I, I don't want to put too much pressure on an undrafted guy, but we talk about all the stars on that Jets team. Tony Adams, guys like this that are going to be the ones that's awesome. that are going You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Chargers and 49ers, Sam Donald, Brock Purdy, talking about, man, we really like Trey Lance, but he's going somewhere else. 49ers lose this one 23-12, but after the game, there was big news in San Francisco over the weekend. The 49ers traded Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth-round pick. Here are both sides talking about how the deal went down. Such a wonderful young man. You know, we took a shot and it, it didn't work out. We own that. We take accountability for it. But I think, as I think you guys do, his story is still very much unwritten. And yep. uh, I'm excited for Trey. Uh, Dallas stepped up and really wanted him. He told us that he would like another opportunity to go somewhere where we had a chance to be the two. We thought we got some good deals for him. Uh, there was a number of teams involved. To end up getting the fourth was a little better than we anticipated and clears up a lot of money, allows a better situation for him, too. We didn't waste any time. The minute that we knew that they were serious about trading, then we didn't want the phone to hang us. We view it as an opportunity. We view it as an additional part of this team that could pay dividends this year. But certainly when we look to the future, we'll pay dividends in my mind. I mean, obviously I understand it's a business. That's a first-round talent, and uh, you're always trying to make your team better. But that's, that's that was the front office, so we're going to welcome him as we do any teammate. Hopefully just he makes us better, and then we're going to continue to get back at it and know we've got one goal as a team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, he's been in this league eight years, been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. Leading with the, uh, obviously, I know it's a business quote, is yeah. always something to marvel at. Uh, that was Dak Prescott and a litany of other people involved in the fact that Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy and uh, potentially the quarterback two or three in that room in Dallas. 
uh, when the news broke out, Peter, Friday evening, I believe, uh, what had you been hearing maybe about some of those other teams involved, yeah, but the fact that look, that's the return they got? Jamie, Friday on the show, I started our 9 o'clock hour saying, like, Trey Lance is not going to be a 49er. Like, he's going to be traded, but he might have this opportunity tonight to showcase his skills. It didn't even make it to nighttime because around 6 o'clock Eastern, he gets traded. And my big takeaway is that, you know, Jerry picked up the phone and went after Trey Lance. It wasn't mm -hmm. John Lynch begging someone to take Trey Lance on. And a fourth-round pick to what Kyle Shanahan said is, I think, better than what I expected, considering they had already buried him third on the depth chart, and you're looking at it as, all right, why would I want at that value, at mm -hmm. that money, of the guy who isn't even worthy of your second spot? Just take a look at the Trey Lance playing experience in San Francisco and how wild this is. He was the third quarterback taken in this draft, and look at all of the other snaps taken by those other quarterbacks taken in that draft. Now, part of that's injury, part of that is circumstance, part of that is timing. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't giving up that job once he had it that point, and then Brock Purdy wasn't giving up that job. For Trey Lance to be traded for a fourth-round pick is a lot better than Trey Lance being traded for a seventh-round pick, but for them to trade a former number three overall pick who has given only been given that much time to even play on this team is a wild what if a wild what if now we know all the ships in the night and the sliding doors and how it all worked out but like what if Trey Lance is still a really good quarterback in this league and what if whether it's with Dallas or the team after that what if he's worthy of the number three overall pick we just hadn't seen him enough to make that make that justification so I'm amazed this happened the way it did when you look at it from two years ago when they traded up to go get him and it was the biggest story of draft weekend in 2021 to now it being officially over and him being a backup on the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish Trey Lance well, but gosh, that was a strange, strange experience for three mm -hmm. years. Unbelievably strange. It's the fewest starts ever for someone drafted to that position. Think of all the draft picks that don't work out or just flame out for whatever reason. No one has had as little time on the field for their team that drafted him as Trey Lance. It's the record by far. When it happened, there was a lot of anticipated reactions, a lot of people just absolutely skewering the 49ers, who sure, deserve some, but I'm seeing a lot of like, worst draft pick ever. Yeah. I don't think it's that at all, because they did not get rid of Trey Lance in a vacuum because they don't like him or because he stinks. Mm. The Brock Purdy part of this is massive. They found a guy with a scratcher ticket at the end who is special and they liked, and that's the reason and they let him go is not just because we don't like you. We found someone who we really like and then we got this other guy we're going to rely on and Darnold. I don't think it's the worst draft pick of all time because you have to put it also with the Brock Purdy part of it. And then the other anticipated reaction, which is fun and it's just what the internet does and it's tasty, is like, ooh, Dak, like they're, they're bringing in your replacement. I think that's ludicrous. I would love to jump on that because it's just fun and salacious. I was looking at something about Trey Lance's experience and it's unbelievable. We think we know how little he's played. So so I was seeing something on PFF that Sam Monson had. Look at Trey Lance's, not, never mind a pro career, his football career. Add up the passes he's thrown in high school, high school, college, the NFL preseason, and the NFL regular season. His whole football life, it is still fewer passes than Geno Smith threw in the league last year alone. Wow. That's it. Just in one season. Wow. This goes back to, I'm on junior varsity, varsity, college. He's wow. a neophyte. He is, it's, it's almost to the point where you're like, can we just put him somewhere to play? Like, is there an XFL roster for him? Is there someone where we can get him and just play some games and just get some reps up and get the number up and run the odometer a little the bit G so we can League, see? Right? Like, can anybody, like, yeah. like, get him in the developmental league and just throw passes to someone in shoulder pads? The idea that he's going to take Dak's job is ridiculous. Dak is really good, has won on the playoffs. These guys are on different planets. 
Why does Dallas do it? I don't know. Talented guy. Screw it. Fourth round pick. Sometimes guys get hurt. Maybe we find lightning in a bottle. I would love to say, oh, we got something in the quarterback room. I think Dak is a little annoyed that they broke up that quarterback room. But other than that, like, I can't jump on the Dak's on the hot seat thing. Not for Trey Lance. Not now. And I think when I saw this trade go down and then you see all the rumors about there were other teams involved, I was just like, wow, what a huge confidence boost for Trey Lance because you're drafted third overall and here it is a little while later, you're now demoted to third string. You can start to doubt yourself, your ability to what you're just, your point you just made, Kyle, the lack of experience is just like, well, am I really that guy to be able to come in the NFL and lead a team and become QB1? And then next thing you know, you're on the trading block and multiple teams are calling for you and Dallas steps up and offers more than any other team is willing to do. I think now you walk into that building with some belief that, hey, the people up top, general manager, everybody, they have some belief in what I can accomplish. I do think on the other side of that, Dak Prescott is the quarterback one. I look at this, to hear Jerry Jones say, all right, this really doesn't impact our depth this year. But you look at Trey Lance and the third overall pick, Dak said it. He's a first-round talent. They bring him over there At some point, he maybe dazzles next year in the preseason, the year after in the preseason. This isn't anything that's going to pay dividends to his point. This year, you're bringing this guy in to come here, learn this offense. He's sitting behind Dak Prescott, possibly behind Cooper Rush as well. But you're learning the Dallas Cowboys offense. And Dak sounds annoyed because Will Greer just lost one of his guys. And I think when you're in a position group, especially a quarterback room, the continuity that's built up amongst those guys of you get off the sideline of your Dak Prescott, you sit down with your quarterback two, your quarterback three, and you're looking at that Microsoft surface and you're talking about every single thing you've talked about throughout the course of the week and you start to really build strong relationships of guys being able to challenge one another, help one another, and now you just lost a guy in Will Greer and now you're getting Trey Lance. Like, oh yeah, exciting. Which is like, well, this guy hasn't done anything yet. How does he help our team right now as we're trying to go win? So a very fascinating thing that just transpired with him being there but hey competition at the cream rise to the top and I know this is in the weeds but to your point like they got to go out to dinner they got to get to know each other yeah. like that t- like they have to restart on a quarterback friendship that takes a yeah. lot of trust and communication style to know each other for it to turn out well I was a little triggered when Jerry Jones started in on like the could pay dividends for us this season it's like Cooper Rush went four and one for you last year when he had to go in for Dak Prescott like how is it that you are tr- flirting with the could be this season yeah I don't know Just- what the dividends are this season exactly which like that. if anything <laughs> what that's, do you mean, Jerry? that's the only thing that if you're a Dak hater if you will like you would really hang you use your them in packages and say you can run with them and say let's use them as but a why would you do guy? that no, I don't think so no? he's not because he can really run yeah Dak's really good like you he leave can? Dak in the field you he, can run. he can he can run yeah yeah I know why we care I just I'm hoping that for Trey Lance's sake frankly this just goes to he's the third quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys and like that's it and that we he, I want to let him develop but I don't want to care until he's like in my face. Like I got to read your highlights. I I have to know what you're about Mm. Um, because we just have not been confronted with that. Sure. Why do you think Dallas does this? Because he's a bargain and he's talented. I'm like, excited a lot for of guys next like year preseason. Fourth round pick is not nothing. I know. Like that's a real thing. And so why would I they do that? Third, like the Niners had him as their third. I think he's going to compete with Cooper Rush for the two. No doubt about it. And Already this season. Oh yeah. Mm. I think you come in there. You're you're a former number three overall pick, mm-hmm. and I think scouts all said slam dunk first round pick. Mm-hmm. Like 
He's in there. Mm. Uh, we could have a moment where Dak misses games. Yeah, Dak yeah. gets hurt, yeah. and it's it's Dak Trey Lance comes in week eleven. Trey Lance starts for the yeah. Cowboys. Is there something to yeah. it, the fact that the Dallas Cowboys over the last several years they keep getting to the same point? No different than who do they always lose moving to? up to yeah, go get exactly. Trey Lance because we got to this point we can't get over the hump for the Cowboys. Lance is seductive. He, he's not challenging Dak this year, but mm-hmm. who knows what how he fast he develops next year? If we're in the preseason and we're watching Trey Lance, we're like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is the Trey Lance we were hoping we would get. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Jerry Jones also may have just wanted to stir the pot here on Good Morning well, Yeah, he invented you know? the pot. Yeah, yeah. he invented yeah. the pot. Start our show talking Cowboys. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. A lot of shame on the Niners. Like, people are just... Yeah. People are, yeah. Let me tell you something. If the Niners win the Super Bowl and they did that trade, that is the ultimate flex on everybody. What does that say about Purdy? Purdy's going to be like... Love him. Not even he a is, question. He's him. I know. Says good things about Darnold, too. Exactly. You got a room. Exactly. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.